Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is Operation Fulminate, The Sentinels of Twilight. It's included in the Delta Green Handler's Guide, and it was written by Dennis Detweiler. Our game master is Ford Fitch, and this is episode two. The recap will be given by me as Agent Nunk. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. In all things, we must remember that our lives are fleeting. Pulvis et umbra sumus. We are but dust and ashes. Our investigation this time has to do with a small boy who has gotten lost in the woods and later found. Only the time interval is 38 years, and he hasn't aged a day. We are near the Hetch Hetchy Reservoir within the Yosemite National Park. His parents lost him while on a hike in 1980. He just vanished. Speculation was that a wild animal got him, a bear or a mountain lion, and after a reasonable effort to find him, the case was closed and his parents left for their home devastated. But such is the nature of wilderness. She is beautiful, but she is an unforgiving savage bitch and she will eat a small child just as easily as a large adult. I'm not sure about anything on this case. Seems far more likely to be a hoax than time travel. In fact, cloning seems more likely than time travel. We just don't know enough yet. Agent Hearts and Cash are upstairs examining the boy now, It'll be interesting to see what they have to say. Angler and Marshall and I were speaking to the ranger when we were interrupted by one of the locals complaining about being bothered by Indians, whatever. We can't afford any more interruptions. Brandon McGill, the kid, his parents are due to arrive in a few hours and we need to get to the bottom of this quickly. Ford? Thank you, Tom. All right, let's uh, start off with the um, the group inside the uh, in the lower level of the uh, of the station mm -hmm. there. Uh, the Angler Nunk and uh, well, Marshall's gone outside. We'll get to you next, Marshall. Right. Um, okay, you're the, in there with uh, uh, Head Park Ranger uh, for the area, Douglas Kenna, and with. Um, and uh, up the stairs, you can uh, uh, look over by the, uh, the room where uh, Agent Cash and Agent Hearts are located, uh, standing, uh, kind of looking between the uh, door to that room and over the railing is uh, Agent, uh, is uh, Park Ranger Bloomberg, uh, one of one of the uh, several Park Light Rangers that work out of the Rancheria Ranger Station. And, uh, and, uh, Marshall's just taking the uh, the gaggle of uh, of locals out and uh, leaving you guys alone with the uh, with the rangers. So, uh, uh, Mr. Kenna, Ranger Kenna. Yes. Um, I, it seems to me that are these people local? Because I thought this um, was a national park. Uh, Mar Margaret and uh, her husband. Uh, 
Herald. They're they're regulars, I guess you could say. They're they're local enough. They they they're from from. Uh, I guess they're for, they're from from San Francisco or the surrounding area. There, uh, yes, this is a popular place for people to come in to set up camp and go go for go for walks in the in the uh, around the uh, reservoir and around uh, you know in the wilderness and stuff. Um, they don't really do a lot of hiking. They just like to come out here and just use the campsite. I see. Kind of kind of you know sort of thing. Take take friends out to go camping and you know just we just have to be a convenient place so they're here enough to where they know you and they know yes they've they've been coming on and off for the past three years and stuff and uh and uh we know each other um what, what could she have meant about being bothered by indians are there is there a reservation somewhere nearby not really no there's really no reservations or any kind of uh significant uh, native american uh hmm presence in the area it hasn't been for for well over 100 150 years almost uh last major native american presence from what i remember from the history that i studied was at, just shortly after the civil war um and even then the people who were here were like kind of you know scattered and sporadic most of the natives here had either been moved to reservations or uh were kind of um you know um decimated over the over the years from all the european uh, contact i wonder what she was talking about then anyway oh she's she's always coming in and and saying these people are bothering me these people are looking funny these people are in our way it, um i hesitate to say this but uh, margaret and harold are, are rather well they feel themselves rather entitled and anyone who uh is shall we say none of their social standing tends to be uh, a, a nuisance and this isn't the first time if it's not indians it's hipsters if it's not hipsters it's hippies it's or or those you know backpackers who just came in off the trail that are you know a little bit ripe you know they'll they'll find something to complain about and this, yeah. this is a regular thing um and uh you know it's i wouldn't worry about it um and really, I, probably nobody's messing around with their stuff. It's probably, you know, it's probably, if anything, it's animals. I mean, I mean, last year when they came in and brought a whole bunch of their friends, they had a, some raccoons come in and, and, and get into their food. And, and, oh, that was just a big, big mess. And then, you know, blaming everyone around them and stuff. So. Speaking of animals, what uh, are the uh, animals that are dangerous to human beings that are local to Hatch Hatchy? Um, we, we, we do have mountain lions in the area, but they're not common. Uh, they haven't been as common with the uh, fires over the past, uh, three, four years. Um, that, that, that doesn't mean that uh, they're not out there. Uh, we also have, uh, black bears, uh, in the area. Uh, but they'll, unless, you know, you run into a mother, mother and cubs. cubs. Yeah, they'll, they'll, uh, they, they really don't bother people. Um, there was a big rumor about a couple of years ago that there was an actual, actually a grizzly bear in the area, but no one's ever, ever seen one I for over a hundred years. Survive down here, yeah. Yeah, and even if they were here, they'd be an at the best an itinerant thing, and they'd probably be found uh, in the surrounding area and probably you know relocated. Do you keep a regular record of injuries, accidents, deaths? 
disappearances in the park? I ha I personally have kept a a, a decent uh, account, uh, but um, to be honest with you, um, we're not really we, we're not really a task to, to to unless it's some uh, major situation. We're not really. There's tasked. no formal system in place then. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, although myself and my uh, my former uh, predecessor, um, um, uh, Carla Finch, uh, yeah, we uh, we've kept our own records and stuff. And, uh, you know, little you know things here and there. Um, and and usually about after a few years, we end up you know filing them or or they or they get sent in and stuff. Um, our, our headquarters at, at Yosemite does have some things on file, notable things, um, especially, you know, like with, I guess, the situation with this child here. Um, you know, we, you know, there was, you know, search and rescue efforts, but we really don't have any kind of major thing in, in place for, for recording uh, this sort of thing. And we haven't been given much of a directive to do it. Can you make the records that you have available to us? I'll do what I can with that. Um, it's, I wouldn't say it's anything formal or uh, a lot of notebooks and stuff, uh, but uh, I can do that for you. Well, I appreciate we have, that very much. With the FBI, I do a lot of paperwork. So, yeah. We're kind of used to having all of the dots, all the I's dotted and all the T's crossed. Right. Uh, gentlemen, I just want to let you know that, um, as I mentioned, we've been working to keep this under wraps. Uh, the only people who are really familiar with, uh, with Brandon are my, uh, myself, uh, my immediate staff, and um, Dr. Uh, Jason Adams with our, uh, our search and rescue friends from Australia who are staying at the, at the lodge. Okay. It sounds like we might want to speak to Mr. Adams. Yes, uh, Doctor Adam, Adams. Doctor Adams was was uh, was the one who uh, had a look over Brandon, mm -hmm. and uh, and and uh, he could tell you more about his situation than I could. What was your but, impression of the boy overall? Um, I haven't seen anything out of the ordinary. Um, he looks like a, a kid who's who's uh, been you know you know who was out in the woods and was found. Um, who, who found him? Yeah, my uh, my second command, uh, Tamika Gallegos. Uh, actually, I think she's with uh, with Doctor Adams right now. They should be coming in at any time. Um, she's the one who found him and can tell tell you more about the circumstances behind it. Um, and she's also the one who, um, I guess, spoke with his parents uh, when when Brandon called him. And um, and. Uh, both she and I were on a conference call with the FBI when we were discussing uh, the situation here. Do you? I understand uh, that. Sorry, I was just going to say. Do you know exactly where he was found? Yeah, um, I'm sure. Again, to make it, could tell you more about it. Uh, he was found in the at the at the uh, upper end of the backpackers camp, close by uh, the road to the helipad. Oh, okay. And uh, he was just wandering out there. Uh, Kind of, kind of out amongst the rocks and stuff, and, and some of the uh, the uh, rabbit trails that we like to call them. A lot of the, a lot of the uh, visitors have, you know, been going up and down the hill so much that uh, you know we got all kinds of little trails huh. and such there. So uh, we like to call them rabbit trails, uh, but it's you know you get enough people want to climb up to the top of the hill to to see things. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you, uh, Andrew. 
don't know. Oh, I forgot what I was going to ask. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, we uh, since this was a, a case that uh, popped up on our our computer our computer system with involving the FBI, that's why we contacted them right away instead of local police. I appreciate that. So yeah. I understand that uh, Brandon remembered his home phone number and that it hadn't changed. At what point did you realize that he had been missing and there was a record of his absence? Uh, we had, uh, we, um, when we talked with the FBI, uh, we were able to coordinate uh, finding a uh, record. Um, just by some chance uh, on our end, we had a, we had a, a copy of, of the uh, missing persons report, uh, which is again, um, I'm going to be honest with you. We don't have like, you know, like what we've been talking about here, we don't have a lot of the stuff available to us, but it was just by happenstance, you know, uh, in a file of old reports that, uh, my predecessor had, um, and that's Carla Finch, Carla Finch. Yes. Uh, and can you give us an estimate of how many disappearances you've had in the intervening years? Um, I haven't had any uh, instance of, of disappearance here in my tenure, and I've been here since uh, since uh, '93. And um, and uh, it, uh, but Carla had several on hers. Um, a lot of uh, and including and uh, her predecessor ha back in 1980. Um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but he's, he's the one who handled Brandon's case. And, um, but Carla had a few, um, there's, there's been several here, but you know, I would guess, you know, not, you know, it's like any kind of area with people and stuff. People go out and people disappear. Um, and you've been here since 93. How many people yes. have, uh, have actually died in that period of time, just to get a sense of how dangerous this environment is. Oh, you know, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but uh, um, is it I more like been, five or twenty? I'd say since '93, um, just people who've died out in you know the area here and with uh, um, and stuff. So I'd say about twenty, and uh, just in the general region of this part of uh, Yosemite. If you want to call Yosemite as a whole, we 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 have had quite a few. Um, I wouldn't say anything that would, uh, you know, beyond you know stuff that's you know people you know usually it's usually some somebody trips and falls, falls off a cliff, um, just uh, easily easily found out circumstances. Um, yeah, there must be an occasional lightning strike. Light, we actually have had lightning strikes. In fact, I remember one uh, back in uh, 2002 where. Uh, I, uh, I, it was a lightning strike and that was a rather, rather, uh, troubling situation. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the San Francisco utilities people got hit, uh, when they were inspecting the reservoir at the, by mm -hmm. the Rancheria Falls and, um, a, uh, big storm came in. Uh, we got a thing with storms. They like to come in moments notice and stuff when they do come in and, uh, and you know, one minute it's, it's bright. Another minute you got a thunderstorm. And he got caught out there and just right by the lake and um, got struck head on by a lightning bolt. Can you remind me when the dam was built? Uh, yeah. GM has to go through his notes here. Pardon me. 
was built when it was finished. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not in the book, so I got to go to my extended notes. What is Frank doing with that woman outside? Jeez. I don't know. I just hope we don't have to hear her screech again. Nunk, do you think there's any... Go ahead. <laughs> I just said I wonder what they're doing upstairs. Yeah. Do you think that we want to get in touch with Carla Finch, or do you think we want to keep... Avoid having other ears in this. It's Carla, the previous... Uh... Yeah, previous head ranger here. And not the one under which Brandon disappeared. Let's let's see if anything leads to that, but otherwise... Uh, I'm more concerned with talking to Tamika Gallos. Mm -hmm. Gaia. Gallegos. Gallegos. Okay, the Hetch Hatchy, uh, pro the project for the dam began in 1914. Okay. Uh, and on, um, on uh, October 28th, uh, 1934, uh, the, the project was finished. It took him 20 years. Wow. Yeah. In Sounds fact, like a dam in the old days. Yeah, in fact, they had to build a whole uh, railroad system out to to the area to to help build the dam to ferry out supplies. And uh, parts oh, of damn. parts of it, can be, uh, <laughs> if you go to the south, if you go to the south end of the region, you could still uh, find um, and 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 the you could still find uh, remnants of the rail railroad out there, and hmm. that's a popular hiking spot for some for some people. There's quarries. There's you know old roadbeds for the for the tracks and stuff. I don't know if I have any other questions, Nunk. I can't think of anything at the moment. Okay, uh, let's switch over to Agent Marshall. All right. Okay, uh, you're carrying out. Uh, you're 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 guiding um, the the um, Margaret. Um, and she's with her uh, a man who you, you you assume is her husband and a um, and a uh, another middle aged lady. Um, you know, it, yeah, they have the air of you know money and and uh, not a lot of sense. Well, uh, Margaret, um, what's your last name again, Margaret? Yeah, I, I, I am Margaret Webb. And and who are you again, sir? Margaret Webb. Um, I tell her the name that's on my falsified IDs. Okay. All right, I just show I show her the right up to her face. I show her, uh, Margaret. Oh, uh, oh, you're you're with the FBI. Oh, absolutely. And um, let me uh, let me just um, can you just repeat the uh, phrase you said a few moments ago? Oh, you 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 want to know? Yes, yes. We've been we've been accosted. Maybe you could help me us out here. I mean, since okay, can you tell me exactly exactly what you said one time for the record? Well, we, we, we were, we've been accosted, we've, we've been accosted by, by, by some Indians. We had well, well, Indians I, in our camp. I believe the exact phrase was damn dirty savages. Yes. Okay. Excellent. This is severe problem here, ma'am. Severe problem. I'm not sure if you're it aware is. of the uh, indigenous, uh, uh, indigenous Peoples Act of North America. It's in accordance with the uh, Homeland Security Terrorist Department. And um, those words that you spoke are actually uh, terroristic threats towards uh, Native peoples. And I'm going to have oh. to put you and your um, husband under arrest. 
And this will probably take about six months of um, court cases, lots of money and fines and uh, lawyer fees for yourself. We, we take this very terroristic threats ever since 9-11 extremely serious. And I'm glad that you, you know, were honest and told me the exact words you use because those are terroristic threats against indigenous people. If you could just turn around so I could put the handcuffs on you, please. Okay. They're, they all got gaping mouths like going, what, what, what? Um, did and, I, and, uh, did I, did uh, I stutter, miss? Um, okay. The, mean, her, her husband pipes and says, whoa, 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 hold, hold on, hold on. I mean, we could forget agent. all about this if you are honestly and truly sorry for the, uh, disrespectful terroristic threats that you did utter. I mean, we have a group of witnesses, all federal marshals did hear you. All federal agents, you know, we're room full of them, by the way. Um, um, okay, the, the husband, um, he says, oh, sir, I'm, I'm, I'm Harold Webb. Um, please, there's a misunderstanding here. My wife is just a little bit upset and she, it, she, I don't think she meant anything she said. Um, did you, honey? Did you, honey? No, 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 no. I think she's, we, we've had some problems with some people in our camp. And according to her, they look like uh, Native Americans. And uh, she's just upset. Please do, do forgive her. She doesn't mean anything by it. Not a problem, sir. Why don't you and your lovely wife and your um, who is this? Um, this this is our, our friend. Uh, this is our friend um, uh, Annette. All right, Annette. Why don't you all go back to your camp, open up a bottle of Chardonnay, relax by the fire, and call it a night. Um, myself and some of the other agents might swing by just to make sure everything's okay sometime in the near future. Why don't you keep it quiet, enjoy the rest of your beautiful vacation, and I'll just forget this ever happened. I flip, yes, my, I flip my hat, turn around, and walk back right back in the door. Yes, sir. Okay. Kind of uh, cl close it loudly. All right. You see, you see the door open, and Marshall walks through, door closes loudly. Everything taken care of. She will not bother us nor the ranger staff for the rest of the duration of her stay. Did she, um, did she mention anything more about what she saw? Um, I kind of cut it off. I told her we will be paying a visit to her uh, in a little while. Well, so I, don't see any, I don't see any relevancy between her imaginary... Uh, American Indian invasion and anything that's going on here. So we'll just ignore it for now. Okay. Although if we do have a wormhole in time, <clears throat> maybe other people are coming through it and it isn't just Brandon. I don't think it's our first priority. Well, since we need to discuss that now, We'd have to imagine that if Indian, if American Indians did come through a wormhole into our time, they would still think that this was their land. <laughs> I wonder while how they get along upstairs. While you guys are talking, uh, uh, you notice uh, Ranger Ken has gone off and and uh, into the side office. There, uh, I guess, taking an opportunity to give you guys some time to discuss while he uh, picks up those files you asked for. Um, okay. 
Uh, upstairs, uh, what's happening upstairs? Well, having concluded the mental fitness assessment, does he seem pretty stable other than the fact that he is a little confused? Um, does there appear to be any mental issues that he's suffering? Uh, go ahead and um, I'm going to make you roll on this. Go ahead. I'm always and, the first one to roll something. That's how it works. Yeah, go ahead and roll psych therapy. <laughs> That's how they call it role playing, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll psychotherapy on that. Yeah, I got a 16. Not bad. Um 30. You're not an ex you're not an expert, uh, but you what your training is touch is that he looks like he has has had some some serious issues. Um, looks like that he's got some stuff that's that's repressed, even though he seems a little bit bright and happy right now. Um, it's just little little ticks and little nuances and stuff. Um, you might have caught on occasion him mumbling something. Like what? Uh, just, he's kind of kind of just mumbles something under his breath on a on a you know offhand sort of thing. Um, didn't hear what exactly he was saying. It just he's kind of mumbles a little, but. Um, he looks disorientated and stuff. He seems, you know, it's like things, I mean, he's still trying to wrap his head around, uh, you know, like the video game thing, for yeah. example. And, um, and he mentioned, you know, uh, the situation with the cell phone uh, and trying to wrap his, wrap his head around that. Look, look, son, uh, hmm. I'd just like to know uh, if you could do me a, a favor. Are you any good at drawing? Yeah, yeah, I, I could draw. Are there crayons in the area or anything like that? Um, not really, but there's there's some there's pad and paper, you know, pad and paper and a pencil. Here's what I'd like you to do while uh, while um, my colleague here asks you a few more questions. I'd like it if you could just draw what that cave looked like and what those people looked like that you saw, and maybe write down a list of the other kids that were with you at the time. Okay, I'll try. Yeah, just take your time. There's no hurry. Okay. Um, I take it you also did a, a cursory uh, medical look over around him. Not, not not anything intense, but just kind of a. I mean, just yeah, I, did a, I did a fair, just a little physical. I didn't like make him run in place for ten minutes. And right. Well, his heart rate. <laughs> um, he looks a little haggard. You know, he looks like he might have been a little dehydrated, but um, but yeah, you know, maybe a little, maybe a little bit, bit of you know trouble with the heat, but uh. He looks fine now. I'll give him a glass of water so he has something oh. to drink. I encourage him to drink. Oh yeah, he's got a he's got a yeah, he's got a he's got a thing of tea there. What do you think? He gestures to Cassidy. Also is he is Brandon actually drawing or does he seem to be a little bit um like hesitant? He's kind of a little hesitant. Um, he draws a little, just little few lines, and then it's like it's it's like it's 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 a little difficult for him to to draw it out. But he is doing it. Okay. So so while while he's doing that, I'm just going to uh, go over and um, I want to message a. Um, Agent 
Who's the internet search guy that we have back? Oh, yeah, that'd be Sparky. Sparky. Yes. Um, I want to see um, if he can try to find any more information about a cave for me. I did a little bit of Google searching between between games. I just want to. Okay. There's something called uh, Lilburn Cave. It's a it's near Yosemite. It's in the Yosemite yeah. area, and it has blue coloration to it. I just want to see how close it is to us. Because he mentioned um, going to a blue cave. Actually, it's quite quite a distance away. Okay. Um, yeah, Sparky would say it's quite a distance away. Um, uh, it's in the it's in the you know overall region, but uh, that's that's going more south to your location. Okay. Um, and there isn't if, any other blue like caves that are known for their blue coloration in the area. Um, I'll look into it. Um, by the way, I got some. Uh, further bits and pieces of information from uh, the FBI records about uh, Brandon's situation and stuff. I don't know if they'll be useful, but um, I can uh, pass along to you here. No, yes, I would be appreciated. Okay. Um, I'm sending you the records right now. Um, this is all typed out on the screen. Send the records to you right now. Uh, the gist of it is, um, is folks seem pretty legit. Um, his dad, uh, Ian McGill uh, worked in uh, worked in a lot of business in the 70s, including um, in the uh, late 70s and early 80s, and up till past Brandon's uh, uh, disappearance. He worked for Midway Games uh, in uh, uh, programming and business. There, uh, he also had a chain of arcades uh, that he uh, ran as a side business in uh, in Kansas, and he still and he's still um, in running the uh, running the arcades uh, still to this day. It's uh, basically you know a little bit more of a side business these days, but uh, um, worked in various other uh, areas of the burgeoning uh, video game and electronics entertainment uh, field back in the. Uh, uh, mid to uh, mid 80s to early 90s uh, is retired. Um, the mother is uh, is uh, nothing that's significant. The only other big thing that's coming up was a police report back in 1979 in regards to a, a domestic dispute. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, Ian and the wife got into it and um, and uh, made a big stink. Uh, apparently. Something in regards, according to the police reports, to uh, infidelity on Ian's part. Um, but uh, the couple reconciled, and uh, and uh, yeah, and nothing significant after that, and uh, been together ever since. Okay, there is. Is there any? Was that um, dispute that they had? Was that close to their trip? Or did it happen uh, after no, no, it was the year before. The, it was the year before their trip. Um, okay. uh, it, uh, don't have any further information about the trip itself, but uh, it, um, uh, it was a year before. Then I, um, I, I be speculation on my part, it's Sparky, but trip might have been just one of the ways to to try and you know bring the family back together. Right, that's what I was kind of hinting at, I guess, asking it to relevance. Oh, that's Sparky. That's Sparky. Yeah. Sparky makes it clear that that's, that's his, uh, Their year his apart. take on it. Okay. 
All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Sparky. And just continue trying to find any, any gay caves, known caves with blue coloration. I'll see what I can do. All right. And has Brandon made any more progress on his drawing? Um, yeah, he, he's, uh, it's been about, I'd say, you know, just a few minutes there with you and Sparky and, uh, uh, cause Sparky's been talking with the chat and stuff. Um, Brandon's kind of doing stuff. He takes a moment, ha hesitates. You also notice when he's, when he's drawing, he's mumbling to himself. I'm paying particular attention because I've noted this. Okay. But it sounds a little more audible there. Okay. Um, he says, uh, Hey, Brandon, what are you, what are you saying there? Saying something? I'm not saying anything. I'm going to look, look in his eyes. He seems genuine. I'm, I'll give you that. Well, I was just going to see if he looked like he was a little bit blank or not. I'm, I'm, I'm Dr. Bob. Yeah. Would it be okay if I get some, uh, get something to eat? You know, can, 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 can Ranger Kenna or, or Ranger Gallegos give me something to eat? Sure. I'll let him know. You keep, you keep drawing here. We'll get you some food. Okay. Yes, what we'll, do you want? We'll right back, oh, back, well, right like, like, like some Doritos. And, uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, I like Doritos. They're good. All right. Yeah. Okay, Brandon. I ate Doritos in the cave. What I, what I really do need to know from you, though, yeah. um, is uh, what the names of those other kids were that you were with. Oh, um, there, there was, there was, uh, there was Billy and Mary. Uh, they were dressed a little funny, like like pioneers. Okay. Um, there's uh, there was uh, Mark. Mark was he had a he, he was he had he had a shirt. Um, I guess shirt um shirt 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 with um shirt with um squigglies. Yeah, and and headband. Um, there was, um, oh, there was, um, little kids there. Um, some didn't have clothes. Um, and how did you find these kids? They were, they were in the blue caves and, and, and they went with us and the, the big people when we left and went outside and, and a couple. I, I remember a couple of the little ones. They, they. I didn't. I didn't see them. They were there for for a little bit, and then I didn't see them. Was there any water or anything like that in the cave or nearby? Um. Yeah. There was places in the caves with water. Okay. Yeah, that's where we would go eat. And Brandon, did the did the big people say any words to you? Did they did they talk to you? Um. They don't really they talk, but they don't really talk. Um, kind of like, um, you know, like uh, like cartoons. You like Saturday morning cartoons? Yes, yes. Like but so did morning. they? Did they say words to each other? Yeah. Were they were they kind of f funny words? Did you recognize any of them? No, but but they talk but they didn't talk 
you know, like cartoons. So are you saying when they, if they spoke to you, Brandon, did you, did you hear anything with your ears? I heard them, but they didn't really talk, but they talked like cartoons. Oh, okay. You said you were eating at the water in the caves. What were you eating? Were you eating Doritos? No, no. Um, they gave us a soup. A soup? What was in it? Do you know? It's like, like, it's like, like mushrooms and, 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 and green things and stuff. It was okay, but it, it tastes like paste. Interesting. Green things like... Uh, Kind of like grass or like things like that. Yeah, yeah, like like look like like bits of green things. Um, like like what's that word? Word? What's the word? Um, mom had a word for like the like the stuff like stuff mom put in 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 her cooking. Like broccoli. No, no. Like, um, like, like, put it all over the 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 food and stuff, or or put it in like like, like stews. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> one last thing here before we head out and leave you alone while you're drawing your picture here. Like Doritos. Doritos are good. And I just I open up the door and I say we need some Doritos. Okay, you hear you hear the door open, Doritos, and clearly we're doing important work up here. <laughs> Na you you, you um, notice Na Naomi up there, kind of quirking her eye. Doritos? Oh, are they vending machines? Um, not that you can see here now. Anywhere we can get Doritos, uh, Mar um, Sheriff? I mean, uh, Ranger? Um. Yeah, go 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 talk to to go, go talk to 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 Doug there. He'll he'll get it. He'll get get some. All right, I'll I'll go do that. I'll go. Hey Doug, you got any burritos? Yeah, yeah. He's burritos? coming back with the he's coming back with the uh, his notebooks and stuff. Yes. Uh, I guess the kid's hungry. Yeah, he wants Doritos. Uh, he's been eating a lot of that and any other kind of. Food we give. He's been eating a lot. He's, well, we should we should get him a, a decent meal, but oh, we've given him uh, some pretty decent meal. We cooked up a pot roast the other night, or last night, rather. Does it seem like he's eating too much? No, it just seems like he hasn't he hasn't had a good meal in a while. Maybe he's hitting a growth spurt. It could be. Hmm. Well, but yeah, we had pot roast last night and uh, had you know, carrots, get him and salad, that sort of thing. Pyro sounds delicious. Oh, it was great. Tell you what. Do you cook? Uh no, but uh but our guy uh uh Chris Chris Devlin, he's a good he's a pretty darn decent cook. Cool. You know, Brandon, I was wondering, do you you like games, right? Um, um yeah, they're fun. Do you want to play one of my favorite games with me? Sure. Have you ever heard of Truth or Dare? No. No, okay, so here's how this works. I'll say truth or dare, and you get to pick whether you tell me a truth, and you gotta be honest, or dare, and you gotta do, if you don't choose truth, you gotta choose dare, and then you gotta do something 
that I say. And then after that, you get to do a turn and ask me truth or dare. Okay. You still want me to draw things? Yeah, yeah. Keep drawing. We can talk while you do that. It's easy enough. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Do you want to play? Sure, I guess. All right, Brandon. Truth or dare? Okay. Now you pick. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to tell me the truth about something, or do you want to do a dare? Um, truth. Truth. All right. All right. Here's a good question. And he'll start off with like a, just a softball type question. He'll say, mm -hmm. What is the funniest thing that your mom has ever done? Um, um, oh, um, um, just silly question, right? <laughs> um, um, I'm dressed up silly for Halloween. Oh. Funny costume. Oh, yeah, like what? Um, um, like, like broken flower pot or something. I don't remember. But it was funny. It was a long time ago when I was when I was really little. That sounds funny. Everybody was laughing. She was laughing. Um, I guess yeah. it was like some broken flower pot, something. All right, it's your turn. Now you get to ask me if I want to do truth or dare. Okay. Uh, uh, what do you want? You got to say it, truth or dare. Uh, uh, truth or dare. Okay, I'll take a dare. Okay. Yeah. Now you give me a, give me some kind of challenge. That's silly. Um, um, I don't know. Your pick. Oh, you've got a, quite the imagination. I know you do. Um, uh, tell me, you, you like Star Wars? Well, that's a truth. Would you like me to act out a character from Star Wars? Um, sure. All right, here we go. Let's see if I can do it. <clears throat> Funny. All right, my turn. Truth or dare? Um, um, you want to do a truth? Yeah. Okay. All right. Can you tell me exactly where that cave is? That's their truth. Tell me exactly where that cave is. No. No? Can you tell me how to get to that area? No. You got to tell the truth, Brandon. I am. I don't, I, I don't know where the cave is. Okay. Well, that's okay, Brandon. That's all right. Okay. So, so we're going to let you, we're going to go try to track down where those Doritos are at. Um, and I'm going to go talk okay. to your, your friend, uh, Dr. Adams, for, for a bit. If you just want to stay in here, relax with your... Uh, with sure. your Xbox and with them. I'll be right back and I'm gonna go um, out to go talk to the others. And I'll hang out okay. with them and put some mindless truth or dare and try to get some questions answered. Yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead and uh, just come up with a general set of uh, actual okay. stuff you want to get sussed out of him and we'll I'll, I'll go with them. I'll write some down here. Okay. All right, let's go back downstairs. Um, the Doritos thing's being handled however you want. Um, H Hart's coming down. Uh, probably the, the the whole food thing, you know, the rangers are handling it this time. So what are you guys doing? So, uh, um, is there a place where we can uh, talk privately? I'm asking the ranger. Um, we got another room upstairs next to next to the one we have Brandon's in. Um, it's uh, kind of a storeroom. 
Well, we just we 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 just need to conference and 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 go over. Sure, that's probably the best best thing to do, right there uh, in the way of uh, privacy. And just to check in before we <clears throat> let you get back to your own activities. Yeah. Um, you said that Chris Devlin made the pot roast that Brandon mm. ate. Did did Chris Devlin yeah. also meet Brandon? What's that? Did Chris Devlin also meet Brandon? No, he hasn't met Brandon. He knows about Brandon. He knows that we found a he knows that we found a missing kid, and that uh, the authorities are coming in to investigate. But uh, he's he's been in and out. He's been uh, working with the water and power guys. So only you, Ranger Kenna and Tamika Gallegos, have actually met Brandon. Um, myself, um, uh, Ranger Ranger Bloomberg. Uh, uh, Ranger Gallegos and uh, and uh, Dr. Adams are the only ones who've had um, extensive Adams. contact, but the rest of my staff is aware. So, how many people would you say that was in total? Um, I would say, with myself, <laughs> please uh, six. Uh, actually, seven people because um, uh, because uh, uh, Dr. Adams is, has mentioned it to his director and stuff. Um, forgot the director's name off the top of my head. Um, uh, Mackenzie, Mackenzie, that's his name. Mackenzie, uh, Albert Mackenzie. Okay, uh, I'm just you know this is a sensitive matter, and I'm trying yeah. to keep track of. I appreciate well, that you have taken that into account. Also, how many people that are aware of the boy are also aware of the anomalous nature of this case? Um, just myself. Um, Myself, uh, Tamika, and uh, Dr. Adams. So the three. Yes. Okay. Um, well, let's go discuss it upstairs. Yes. If you don't mind. No problem. No problem. Thank you, Ranger Kenner. We really appreciate your cooperation. No problem. If you need uh, myself or my staff for anything, just let it, let me know. Um, uh, Ranger Gallegos and uh, uh, should be should be in at any time, and uh, I will send word to have Dr. Adams come and join us here. Uh, excellent, excellent. Because he could tell about the uh, the medical uh, situation with Brandon. There, I would also like some Doritos, and I would like some Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> no problem. We can get you set up. Mm, that was Paros. Uh. <laughs> okay, right. doc, Dr. Uh, Dr. Bob, we'll do you quick and then we'll go to the secret conference here. All right, just a um, few questions here. Yes. Um, one of the questions he'll try to get is, what would the clown people tell you when they talk to you? Um, they're interested in me. Okay. For what? They say, um, I'm special. Okay. And what would the other kids tell you? Um, they, 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 we were all right, but they were confused. They were, they're sad. They want to go home to their moms and dads. Okay. Um, but you know, they weren't sure why we were here with the with the big people. Mm -hmm. And did you see any writings or drawings in the cave where you were at? Yeah. Like what? Um. Lots of lots of lots of pictures and, and of what uh, and stuff uh, animals and 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 all kinds of things and and stuff kind of like uh, um, Dad had had a book on uh, on uh, on Mexico 
look like Mexico pictures. Okay. Yeah. And have you been to Mexico? Have I been to Mexico? I've been a lot of places. I don't think I've ever been to Mexico. Have you been to Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. Dad took us on a trip once. Interesting. Yeah, Where at? A lot of trips with Dad. Dad. Dad take, took us many places. And did you see any other, like, I know you like video games and stuff like that, but did you see any other gadgets or technology or anything like that there that was unusual for a cave? The, the big people had, like, like museum thing where they have, like, all kinds of stuff that uh, in, in there, like, like street signs and, and uh, wagons and, and all kinds of things. Okay. It's like a museum. And what is the weirdest thing you saw there? in that cave. Okay, on this one, I'm gonna have you roll a, uh, <laughs> uh, I will go ahead and have you do a, um, well, the closest thing you have to, to a, a, a charm or a persuasion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, persuade, let's go with persuade. Here's hoping. Barely. 39 out of 45. Okay. At statues. Funny statues. Of what? Like big, big It's okay, buddy. Nobody's here. You're fine. It's and I won't even tell mom and dad. Scary things. Scary things. Scary things. Can you describe one to me? Okay. About this time, about this time, you notice that um, that uh, that that uh, glass of tea that he was drinking mm -hmm. looks yep. like it's shaking. Okay, I note that. And um, you, you kind of feel kind of feel a little bit of a sort of a vibration go through the room, but she says, um, like, like big hairy things. Big hairy things, okay. Yeah. You're doing such a great job. You're good at this game. I think, you know uh, what? If you keep up like this, I think you're gonna win. Oh, what am I gonna win? Oh, I don't know a prize. I'll get you something fun. Okay. Okay. Something fun. Yeah. Like, like, like um, maybe a video game. Oh, like, 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 like this. Points yeah, down. like that. Something like that. Oh, special, special, special video game. Yeah, I'll get you like a. This is a special video game. What makes this one special? Just because it's neat. Well, it's it's like cartoon. I've oh. never seen. I, I I play dad dad dad. Let me play Pac Man. When when we visited friend his friends, and 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 that was fun and play, played the others of video games. Uh, Did you have friends in Mexico? No, this wasn't Mexico. This was uh, another another place. It was on our trip. Mm. Okay. Um, it's the uh, it's with, with the with the the place with the big mountain. Mm -hmm. Japan. Yeah, that's the place. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, it was fun. They, they had like all kinds of fun, fun things there, and lots of cartoons. They like cartoons there. Yeah. 
where where did where did the those big people get their food from um uh, let's go ahead and roll again <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh maybe i'm throwing my dice on Oh. What was that? Twelve. I'm gonna keep these metal dice. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, they came from. They came from this. This thing. They. They kept on talking and saying. They would say words and then they'd get food. Yeah, I think. Think their food. I think they may got it from this thing. Don't know. What thing? Um. And then you see him kind of, kind of lull back like he's going into a trance, and he starts mumbling, and the mumbling gets louder and louder, and he starts saying, "Asadakwa, asadakwa, 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 asadakwa," and he's he's just just totally out of reality right now. It's like he's in a trance, kind of rocking back and forth, and that's what he's asadakwa. I'm going to let that play out. Just watch him. He goes at it for a while and then he kind of slows down and just kind of stays a little semi-catatonic after that. All right. All right. That's it. Let's switch over to the conference. Well, let's all have a, have a seat. Okay. Well, you their boxes and small chairs and stuff. It's it's storeroom. Let let's assume that the first ten minutes of this is Agent Hart's telling us what they talked about. So the kid is saying that he saw something that he thought was like uh, an American Indian. Yeah, he was saying they have they have a classroom sized group of kids. And he refers to the, these adults as the big people, and he interchangeably uses the term uh, Indian and Ronald McDonald with, like, he says that they're big. I, if that so, description makes any sense to you, it doesn't really to me. And you said that they were white. So I am not a, I am actually a, I've got anthropology. Okay. However, I really kind of specifically said linguistic anthropology. So okay. I don't know if it would apply to knowing the way an American Indian tribe might decorate their faces. Okay, go ahead, go ahead and go ahead and you, uh, make a roll for that, Tom. All right. Uh, 76. That's six mm. points off. Can I spend luck? <laughs> roll fifty. Uh, roll roll a d twenty since uh, luck is a fifty fifty shot. Not d twenty, but a, yeah, d the. Uh... You wanted me to roll a twenty sided dice? No, no. The uh, I'm sorry. I was thinking other terms there. Uh, just go ahead and make a make a uh, standard roll there. Oh, okay. But we're doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're using delta green luck. Yeah, we're using. Don't I got a fifty-one, so it's not a. It's not a. No, Barrett, just you, it's on the tip of your head. You know, you you're on the right track of. Uh, you know, you're on the right track of. Uh, 
Native Americans, you know, painting themselves and decorating themselves and sometimes well, even using wild colors and stuff. But. Yeah, we can, we, can, we can think maybe maybe what he means is they have their faces painted white and they have something red. Yes, yeah, some kind of headdress. That's red. And maybe they have some yellow because yellow would be Ronald McDonald. But he was saying that so they, they have this group of children. Um, in a blue cave. In a blue cave. They take them out occasion. They walk around. It was on one of these walks where he got separated, I think. I wonder if uh, you, you said you looked into the caves. We should ask the rangers. They would know better oh, where yes. caves are in the area. Um, uh, we'll, we'll ask them in a few minutes. Well, now it, it brings up also the fact uh, um Mr. Slim, um, that you said uh, the woman said there were Indians. Yeah, now that um, she, now in hindsight, I wish I would have spoken with her a little more and found out some information, but I put the fear of God into her, and when we stroll in there to question her a little more, she'll uh, be more than willing to answer any and all questions we have for her. And uh, and White, do you think? How do you feel about the boy? Do you think that he's he's relating what he thinks is the truth? I I believe so. I know he his age to terrible liars, kids. He's, well, then, he seems to be very genuine. He's he's like so. For instance, he's very confused by the Xbox. He keeps talking about how it's more closer to cartoons than what he knows as a video game. Um, he he talked about how amazed he was at what they called a phone. Right, this this glowing box. He doesn't he doesn't really understand. And when I asked him what year he I, he thought it was, he thought he's only been gone for a couple of days. He thinks it's nineteen eighty. Um, was was Hearts there when he was describing the other children, or is that just Cash? I was there. I was there when he asked. Um, he said, him to I, "Yeah." Pioneer-looking kids and hippie kids and naked kids and yep. mm -hmm. so, one of them's name is Mike, Billy, Mary, and Mark. Billy, Mary, and Mark. That's right. Figured well, it. if I had to make a oh, guess, if we were to go by what what information we've been given, I have to guess that there are children being abducted by something, someone, some people. And that they've been doing it for a long time. Did you get an idea of how many big people there were? Uh, Ronald McDonald's? Yeah. He, so from what I can gather, he talked about, so when, when I asked him, he says that there were less big people than there were kids. And he said there was about a classroom-sized amount of children with him. So that's around, I want to say, 20. So whatever there was, there was like less than 1980, maybe more like 30, size. depending on Kansas. I don't know. If you're up in small town Kansas, that's probably not a whole lot. But right, he says so. that there were not a lot. He couldn't give me an exact number, but they were significantly fewer than the kids. So probably by my best estimate, complete conjecture here, I don't know, um, maybe 5 to 12 of them. Would you say, what do you, what's your idea of a six-year-old's idea of a blue cave? 
because I'm wondering if this isn't a natural landmark since blue is pretty unusual. You're thinking like maybe a flying saucer? Well, uh, you know, at the extreme end of things, but there could just be an enclosure that didn't have straight walls. Yeah, maybe. Or there's strange lighting for some other reason. Or water or... That's worth looking into trying to find out some. But you mentioned something else. What was it that Arthur C. Clarke said is that uh, anything with sufficient technology would, you know, look like magic. In this case, Mm -hmm. we can apply it to a kid. If he was in an alien... It's silly to say these things, but, you know, we got it. We're we're used to dealing with weird stuff. If he was in an alien spaceship, he might think it's a cave. He might think that things that he were seeing were pictures on the walls and... Yeah. Now, he also, it, oh, sorry. He, he was also just talking about how these big people, they would communicate, they would say words to him without talking. Right. So if I was just staring at you like this, and so you like heard telepathy. words, and like tel- something telepathic is what he was implying between him and these big people. Well, it's are. funny that you kept going back to the term cartoons because cartoons move their mouths. But Unless the words don't sync up. But did they maybe they talk to him in pictures? Maybe. What if they sent images to his head? Since Garfield talk- doesn't move his mouth. Well, that's I don't true. know what kind of cartoon. I don't know whether the kid was talking about TV cartoons or newspaper cartoons. Did he seem uh, more or less like a sane kid? He seemed, he seemed to be jittery. I mean, he's definitely like shook up about it. He doesn't like to talk about it. You have to kind of coax him into it, um, kind of like he's suppressing it almost, or he's starting to. But beyond, but that, he didn't describe the overall experience as, you know, terrifying. Right. So he, yes, he didn't say it was it was negative. But when we asked him if he, if the big people came back for him, he said he wouldn't want to return. He wants to go back to his parents. He's yeah, going to so be really confused by how old his parents are. Right. Yeah. Well, there's also something, there's something about the parents from what you said that Sparky told you. <clears throat> if, if in fact, Mr. Uh, the father was... Uh, infidelitous that he had cheated on his wife and that they had planned the vacation to sort of reconcile and get back together that's what you're implying how do you go on a vacation in the hopes of reconciling infidelity and then lose your child and then stay together. Yes, that's, I've been trying to figure that out myself. It doesn't really add up, does it? I can't imagine the kind of stress of losing a child, but... When Some you're people already... bond in, confl- in, you know, in the face of tragedy. Maybe. That's, 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 we need a psychological assessment on that one. Well, for the initial... Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. You think you're echoing? Uh, I hear that. Yeah, yeah, echo. Yeah, echo. Hold on. Where is the echo going? 
No. But no. Okay. Oh, now we don't hear. Now you. we can't hear you at all. Yeah, you, you muted yourself. All right. Sorry about that. I don't hear the echo anymore. Okay, good. Uh, Well, for the initial few weeks that they were together waiting for news of their boy, they were together probably 24-7, inseparable. Maybe that bond strengthened just waiting for news of the child. But Agent Hart, question. Did you say something about one of the, he said one of the boys was dressed like a pioneer? Yeah. Some of them apparently were naked. Some of them were wearing squiggly shirts or just like just all over the place. Hypothetically speaking, maybe these Ronald McDonald people were abducting children throughout year the years. Right. And if he somebody if this boy obviously was almost thirty years and now he he escaped or whatever the case may be, he didn't age. It it. it and, you know, just humor me here, but if somebody was taken in the, the settler times and stepped out now, he would still be six years old when he was kidnapped. Right. And the question is, is if they're collecting people from what seems to be different places, like they got somebody from Pioneer, they've got somebody from kid from the 80s, whatever, do you think they're going to do it again? Um, I think what? that they may be in the process of doing it. Only the process to them seems, what, a day, a two day? On a different scale. But it's on a different scale, yeah. Did did he give you, I mean, I know he thinks that he's still in the period that he was lost from his family. Yeah. But was he gone for 30 days as far as he's concerned? He thinks he's only been gone for a handful. Couple of days. His experience was very brief. Yes. But it's now, also of note that they're not aging there because if there are kids from the pioneer days, they're still kids from the pioneer days. They're not right. adults from the pioneer days after what? And you know, and the big people are only taking children. Yes. It sounds like he was one of the older ones. And, it seems like and did he also say that there were little children yes. there? And then they weren't there. Yes, there were little children that were there for only a short time, he said. They eventually all disappeared. This is very strange. Now, two two other things, Agent Hart. One, I would like you to try and find out how big these big people are. Are they six foot tall, 10 foot tall, 20 foot tall? And two, gentlemen, we might be on a shorter timeline than you think because once he has any interaction with his now 60 plus year old parents, he's shutting down. We're not getting anything yes, else. Out of him. But so well, I'm going to ask you something to agent Marshall. Can you go back to those people who said that they saw Indians? We need to I've, find out more information. If these, if Brandon has wandered away from the flock, so to speak, maybe they're coming looking for him. Maybe they're looking for him. Absolutely. We need to get agent cash in here. Yes. Why don't um, you switch out, maybe? Why doesn't Agent Hearts go back with the boy just so he does develop a, a more trust with him? At least, well, you know, I think Cash and, and Hearts should be the only point of contact for the kid. We don't want to deluge him with all of us. That's true. I like, yeah, I like the idea of continuity uh, and also keeping an eye on him. Mm-hmm. I'm, right, I'm, so. I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, uh, 
Do you think, uh, Marshall, that I guess um, Ranger Kenna can take you to where the irritating couple is camping? You yeah. must, they might ensure they're numbered sites or whatever. Uh, why, alone. Yeah, one of one somebody should come with me. That way, we have you know someone in the know with us watching my back and vice versa. Okay, I'll come with. All right, excellent. Um, All right, and then if if Ancient no no, if this is okay with you, when Cash comes back out, if you want to try to learn more about the caves in the area to see if if there is some yeah. kind of okay, and uh, I, before we before we get Cash, well before we do this. We need to think, what do we do here? Well, the question is the boy. Because how do we contain a kid who's been gone for 28 years? Well, my guess guess is... We could take him back with us and let Acel decide what to do with him. No, no, I don't think that's... I think that if we let his parents have him, there is going to be problems. The problems are going to be that He's not going to recognize them because they look much older than he he remembers. Uh, but that's something that a psychologist can deal with. Um, it might make the papers. It might become a sensation. It might be on the 11 o'clock news. But everybody who watches it will think that it's a hoax because it's an impossibility. We need to and get it on the 3 a.m. radio before he even meets his parents. In a month, it'll be gone. Nobody will ever remember that it happened. And he'll eventually have a life. And, but... That, that might be above our pay grade sign. What, yeah, it, it's outside of our, 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 our venue. Um, what we need to do is find out if there is some sort of a blue cave with aliens abducting children and, and stop them and time travel technology yeah you know i keep thinking, i keep thinking about that and uh i'm sure that some of you have probably read the, the frank herbert book dune and uh when yes. you get towards the end of that or, or the frank herbert dune uh maybe the chapter house. I think that's the last book. Um, They talk a lot about something called null entropy, a null entropy ship. And basically anything on the ship remains static, static, and it doesn't ever age. They store their food in null entropy containers so that you can store them indefinitely and the food will always be fresh. I'm just wondering if it's not time travel at all. It's just that these things have the technology to to halt entropy thus pioneer kids are still pioneer kids are stuck and so are the i keep you can say shirts with squiggly all i keep thinking of is tie-dye so hmm. i'm saying hippie kids <laughs> and on that front i'm wondering how brandon lost his clothing because he specified did he not agent hearts that some of the kids were naked yes but he didn't acknowledge that he had been naked when he was discovered. That's true. See if we, we can find out too if they're experimenting on these kids. Yes, we need to. We also need to cash. find out where Tamika Gallegos and Dr. Adams are. 
Well, hopefully they're on their way here. Um, okay. Uh, at this time, not to interrupt, but at this time you get a little flash on your uh, computers from Sparky and a little chat window comes up and says, uh, guys, I found something interesting in the FBI records here. Um, may not be much of anything, but um, just to keep you in the loop of everything I'm finding, apparently there were some accounts uh, given to the uh, investigators uh, during uh, Brandon's search of um, of uh, uh, several people witnessing a, per a person dressed in black. Not exactly and the kind of stuff you dress in to go romping in the woods. Exactly. Um, there was also a couple accounts of um, mention of seeing people of uh, who looked like Native Americans in the area as well. But uh, the overwhelming majority of interesting stuff here is this uh, supposed black clad person hmm. that was walking around. And there was accounts that they were, that this person uh, was actually in the same area, seen in the same area with um, the McGills. But this person wasn't gendered in these reports? Uh, just, a, just a man in dressed man. in black. Which is nothing like Ronald McDonald. Uh, what, what's this about Ronald McDonald? Oh. I'll get back to you about that. It's complicated. Actually, Sparky, right. Sparky, see if you can find oh, yeah. some information on American Indian tribes that would have dressed with white face and red feathers or red hair. Okay. Yeah, something that looked, I mean, boss. specifically the, the, the subject thinks that the people look like Ronald McDonald. So if there's any natives uh, okay. that you can correlate with that, that would be interesting. Sparky, also add in uh, Central and South American um, tribal designs that fit that. Uh, any, any, any tribal design, yeah. Yeah, right. shaman. Even African. All right, I'll get back to you guys here in a little bit. Um, By the way, guys, um, you might want to look at your, uh, at your uh, weather, weather maps there. There might be a storm brewing coming in. Of course there is. Of course. The, uh, a storm that would be unusual and violent, like the one that happened a few days after Brandon disappeared. Mm, I couldn't tell you. All I see is on the maps that uh, we got a storm picking up. Um, we've had a few small, you know, washouts and stuff. So it could just be, it could just be that. Not enough to take care of the dry conditions. It happens around your neck right. of the woods. And the potential for that is high winds, some lightning, um, some flooding. If it actually picks up to that level, it's not quite quite there yet. You'll probably just get a little bit of a drizzle from what I'm seeing. That can yep. be dangerous in the California mountains because lightning strikes will set off forest fires. And also we have people camping in tents. Well, there's usually trees around them, so they end up, the, the tree gets hit, but not the people. But still, yes, it's possible. But I'll get back out. to you guys as soon as I uh, get your information. Thank Thanks, you. Sparky. Let's go get Agent Cash, see what he's also, found out. Also, I believe there was a new moon around the disappearance of the boy, and it's a new moon right now, if my calculations are correct. Well, yes, perhaps 
all of these things are, are correlated, maybe they are coming back for the boy. New moons. You, you, you bring up the new moon, and that brings up a lot of occult sort of stuff. Uh, lots of it. That's, uh, I mean, even, even when you're talking religious stuff, uh, Jewish holidays and things like that, you know, new moon and full moon, um, we'll keep that in the back of our heads. Yeah, between possible tribal dress, uh, weather events, and, sorry. Uh-oh, the FBI are here. <laughs> that's just, that's just queens. Uh, yeah, weather, moons, a lot of stuff. Yeah, so there's a, the storm, the new moon, uh, but Agent Hearts, definitely try and find out. This could be, uh, could yes, please find out the size or as relatively close as you can get. Because if they're giant, giant, or just, uh, it's something I'm a working theory in my head. I don't want to talk about it until I know some more. Okay. I'll try to find that out. So I'm going to go switch with Agent Cash then. Okay. We can call okay. them ginger squashes. Uh, Dr. Bob, in the few minutes before they come in to you, um, you see Brandon kind of rocking there and he starts saying, Asadakwa, Asadakwa, Asadakwa. And then he kind of like comes lucid again slowly and um, says, Asadakwa, might be where the soup comes from. Oh, hey, Dr. Bob, how you doing? Great, buddy. Great. I'm just looking up a few things while well, he's been in this trance and I've been listening. Okay. I've also been using my phone and doing a little bit of searching on some stuff as well. Okay. What you want to know? No, I, I just did some Google, so I'm going to just roll with it. Okay. <laughs> Based on some Google Fair enough. There's. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I figure about that time they'll come in to fetch you. So you guys see me doing my last dare where he has his hat sitting on a, on the desk and he's his suit jacket draped over the chair and he's doing a little bit of a headstand against the wall, uh, trying to the best he can. And he uh, says, <clears throat> yes, uh, and he adjusts himself and puts his hat back on in his jacket. That was a good game. You win and I'll be getting you a video game. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, are you ready? I have some more interesting yes. thoughts. Well, I'm not, I can't say that. Yeah, no, it's, I'm just, it's just Agent Hearts. Okay, so Agent Hearts yeah, is the only one because we're trying out, to keep right? the kid. Um, we're not yeah. trying to overwhelm the kid. Okay, no problem. Um, yep, yeah, uh, looks like, you know, everything's kosher there, as it were. Okay, so we're going to switch off. I'm assuming Cash is going to whisper to me about the Perry people. Hi. And us. Yeah, I've got a lot of information here that I want to talk to you guys about. Is there... Are you guys meeting somewhere? What are we doing? Yes, yeah, so we're in, in this room over here. Yeah, we were all in the room next door. I would, don't know whether uh, Agent Marshall and I have headed out to find the uh, arrogant people. Okay. Or whether we no, want to we're, be we're, 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 Bob first. We still want to talk to Bob first, yeah. All right, gentlemen. I don't know exactly, precisely where to start, but after a vivacious game of truth or dare, we got to some really interesting information. Uh, with the youngster, which we owe him a video game at some point, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> look, there's a lot of crazy things going on here. Apparently, he took some trips not only to Japan, 
but to Mexico with his dad. And he went there several times. What did his father do again? Does anybody know that? Video game designer, right? Oh, is that what he was? So it's no wonder that he went to Japan. And- yeah. yeah, no, yeah, not a designer, I thought. He owned- Programming and business, he ran a chain of arcades. He worked Midway. for Midway back at the time, which uh, would obviously correlate with the fact that uh, that Brandon had information on Pac-Man before it was uh, widely distributed. Well, here's what I'd like to do, gentlemen. I'd like to go through the questions I asked him and kind of his responses real fast. And then I want to tell you kind of some stuff that I did some research when he went into his trance and started mumbling things. Uh, so... Uh, he appears to have some psychological issues, some obviously trauma related, but I asked him uh, what, what these clown people would tell him. And he said uh, they were interested in him because he was special. Uh, and I'll come back to that in a second. What the kids would tell him is that they were confused and just wanted to be home with their parents. Uh, he said that there were drawings and writings in the caves. Um, there were like all sorts of... Um, pictures of animals and stuff like that that were reminiscent of Mexico that he reminded him of him reminded him of Mexico. Mm. Uh, he talked about uh, seeing gadgets and technology. He talked about museum things like street signs and wagons and stuff like that inside this cave. Uh, he said that there was water uh, in the area and that they'd get fed from the water, uh, some sort of soup that had mushrooms and other stuff like that in it, some green stuff. Uh, which will lead me to something else that I did some research on here in a second. Uh, I, I asked him what the weirdest thing he saw in that cave was. And above the, the wagons and stuff like that, he said that there were these statues of these really big, hairy uh, creatures inside the cave. Uh, and it appeared as though uh, these fellows were conjuring food that he cited from a place called Asadakwa. Uh, and so I, I don't know if that's a native term or if that's a, a Hispanic term. Can well, you, uh, aqua is definitely water. Can you right. please repeat that? Asadakwa. Hmm. I did some translation stuff on that and I couldn't find much of anything except, uh, the, the Spanish translator said it was, uh, meant water handler if you break it apart. Uh, so that's an interesting uh, water handle, water handler. And this focus on the water is quite interesting. Now, I did some research on this Mexico thing because he said there were Mexican drawings and stuff like that out of the, out of the area. And uh, I found some interesting things. I looked up Aztec and Mayan uh, out of curiosity just to see what I could find. And uh, first of all, this region is known for a plant called blue dick. Uh, and this is di- Dichylostema capitatum. And this was managed by Native Americans before Yosemite was made. Uh, and when the people came in to uh, trying to decide you know, what was going on with this area, they determined that it wasn't the cultivation and the management of the natives. Rather, it was ancient geological forces that were fundamental in the allure of the Yosemite Park. Um, I also did some research. Both the Aztecs and the Mayans have references to giants uh, in their mythologies. Uh, Most most cultures do. Sure. Ten-foot-tall people, about 650 pounds. Uh, The Aztecs called them uh, Queen Ametzin, and uh, the the, uh, Mayans called them Olmec, uh, these people. Um, 
but I, they used to eat this this um, this blue dick stuff in the area, and they thought it had some sort of metaphysical power uh, to it as well. The final little tidbit of information, both the Aztecs and the Mayans are credited with having extensive calendar systems that are quite complicated. And if this is something to do with time travel, like the kids who are wearing, uh, wearing old-fashioned pioneer clothes and stuff like that, there could be something to do with these calendar-oriented uh, items, especially if there's uh, Mayan or Aztec symbols drawn on the walls of the caves. So just a few things to ruminate about. And that does, uh, that is consistent with the lunar uh, rumination that we're just having. And then the, apparently the lunar cycle is similar right now than it was to Brandon's disappearance. Right, right. And I believe Yosemite was founded in 1980, if I'm correct, by the way, early October of 1980. Um, that late? It wasn't a Teddy Roosevelt thing? No, I, I did. Well, Google says, so you know how Google is. Right. You know, um, let me remind us, though, let's not get too overboard on this. The fact is we have a new moon every approximately every 28 days. So the chances that an event in the past occurred very similar to the same moon cycle, one in 28, that's pretty simple odds. It's not that, it's not that unusual. Well, the, the last bit of info I got was that there were some uh, uh, big rock slides in Yosemite in 1980 uh, around the, the falls area. So I don't know if that has anything to do with anything or possibly covering up a, a cave or anything like that, but just some notes that we can keep in mind. And I'm really concerned, gentlemen, that uh, if part of, our, part of our deal here is that we need to be reporting any unnatural threats, this boy might be one. Uh, he, I've seen some pretty severe, anytime he gets agitated or a little bit unnerved, vibrations start happening in the water and the room starts to shake a little bit. So it's something we need to take into account. If this boy gets out of here, and he's, God forbid, if he's, if he's part of the problem, he could say a lot of things that could be real detrimental to our progress. Here. Are, are you insinuating that he has some sort of supernatural ability? Psychokinetic? Telekinetic. Well, Agent Hart said that these creatures said he was special. They're clearly targeting people who may have some sort of supernatural ability to themselves or they were gifting them with that for some reason if we are to believe that but i did i did see it with my own two eyes and i'm a man of science maybe they were finding people with this innate ability and somehow harnessing that this is all sounding very much like x-men at this welcome point. to delta green yeah wasn't but, there I mean, another instance of temblers in association with this to what? To, to other Templars? Yeah, vibra powerful vibrations. Yeah, well, you know, I talked about earlier, and I was kind of laughing off a little bit, these ley line things. I know that Agent Nuke doesn't care for that, none, and I, I respect him for that. But if those original people who were settling this place were talking about ancient geological force, forces, fundamental and allure, it's something to keep in mind. And if the Mayans or Incans are interested, which this used to be part of Mexico a long time ago, uh, it may be of worth and value to look into a little deeper. And you say the child's been to Japan and to Mexico and referenced both of those. Do you know about any of their travels he did? I didn't inquire further. He slipped into a trance-like state when things started shaking and vibrating in there. And can you describe that trance-like state? 
uh, almost like a fugue, like his eyes kind of just blanked over and he just kept saying Asadakwa over and over and over again. And when he finally came to, he said, that's where they're getting that food from. He said they kind of just muttered some words and then the food would appear, the soup-like stuff that they'd feed him at the water. Um, does the na- the word Asadakwa mean anything to me being a linguist? Yeah, I was going to say if that was anything in the Lakota language. Aquas, obviously. Okay. Uh, go ahead, uh, Tom, and uh, you can roll an unnatural on that. Oh, okay. Good luck, Tom. <laughs> Where's my dice? Unnatural. What do I have for unnatural? 45. I got an 09. So, yes, I have. Okay. I'm going to send you a message, Tom, and I'll let okay. you figure it out. All right. Um, oh, uh, Yosemite had a land grant that uh, set it aside as a national park in 18-something. Oh, fascinating. Google is wrong again. Google being wrong. It was one of the very first ones that was set aside as a national park. And Yellowstone was the second. Are you sending me a message in the chat or? Chat. In the chat. I haven't got I mean, any. look at how old I am. It's not like I use Google every day. <laughs> So you went upstairs and you said to a six-year-old, let's play truth or dare. Yeah. <laughs> it worked, but it sounded creepy. More exciting, uh, more exciting than spending time with you, Agent Nuke. Just kidding. We, uh, we have some tasks to accomplish. Indeed. but uh, Hopefully I, that's a that help. Word, that word just keeps eating into my skull. It's like, what is this? I know I've heard something. I also, it strikes a chord with me. I just can't place it. But I know that, I know that word. I just not, it's not clicking. And water, water conducts electricity, right? Am I right on oh, that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems like water seems to be a big part of this, especially if agua is part of it, right? That's water. Agua. And it's conducting electricity and they're talking about energy in the area and they're talking about drawings and conjuring things perhaps these these focal points these ley lines are something that these giant people perhaps the old mech or something like that can travel along but in some native tongue there could be 10 different words for the same object or so this could be a play off of... I don't know much about the engine languages, but... You know, it's... Being a part of Delta Green, you sometimes get exposed to some very strange literature. And all I can think of, for some reason, is a, uh, a sort of a 
what they would call like a, an old one or an elder god or something like that uh, from from ancient language, um, Sathagua, which sounds a little like uh, Sadakwa. Mm, it does. And as I recall, it's a sort of an earth god that uh, lives underground in a cave and looks like a frog or a bat, something like that. It's a boogeyman. It's a monster. But Certainly frogs and bats don't look anything like Ronald McDonald. No, that's true. But they are. But that here. doesn't mean that people who dress up like Ronald McDonald can't worship ancient gods. And there's nothing more fluid than the names of ancient things. And I'm wondering about the big statues, though. Harry. And this hairy bat frog thing. I'm just wondering if they were in a place where there was a temple, maybe an ancient temple. He said there were statues. Why would there be statues in a cave unless there was a temple of some sort? Certainly, Statues in a museum that has mundane things like street signs. I don't think we've got a real idea of where this logically could be. Could we be trying to figure out things that are interpretations by a six-year-old mind and what he's saying to us you know, he says a statue, and then if we saw it, we would go, oh, that's just a stalactite, you know, or... We definitely have to keep in mind that even though this kid seems clever and honest, he's just six. Right. I, 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 you know, I keep seeing Ronald, Ronald McDonald in my head, and he's kind of got a red afro. Uh, and that could look like a turban, and some turbans are red. I don't know. See, we're, we're starting to read into this stuff. But think of some of the South American tribes. They would wear the feathered headdresses. They would put, uh, possibly put, like, clay on their face. Sure. Well, red hair, red feathers, you know. Remember, this kid was probably terrified, he, and he's just choosing to remember the, the biggest details of it. He if doesn't they, have the vocabulary to tell us exactly what he's seeing. Yeah, what's his reference set? Right. Okay, guys, uh, about this time, uh, you hear a knock on the door? Come in. Can I enter? Okay. Um, opens up it's uh it's um uh, ranger bloomberg she uh looks in and says hey um tamika i mean uh ranger gagas is here um do you want to come talk with her uh, uh doug mentioned that you wanted to uh um uh, is uh, the doctor Kevin, here as well talk with him. Hmm? is the doctor here as well um she goes and looks down yeah uh uh Dr. Adams there for the, from, the, from the search and rescue crew. Would you mind sending them up? Sure. One at a time. Okay, who do you want, who, who do you want me to send yeah. up? It don't matter. Okay. I think it would make sense to, to talk to them separately if they're not needed anywhere urgently. 
I wonder, right. Agent Marshall, if we shouldn't go and look at the campsite. I think so. I think we should take care of that while uh, Nook and one of the other two agents um, speak All with right. them. Time is of the essence. Yeah. Um, I think I'd like to get Agent Hearts in here. Maybe one of the arrangers can go back to uh, watching the kid. What are you doing? What do you guys want me to do? Angler? Um, you know, I don't want to seem disrespectful to the Rangers, but I kind of feel like I'd like somebody from our team to keep an eye on the kid. Because if the kid disappears from under our nose when we've just left him with the park ranger, it's going to be really hairy. Well, he's, he's been with a park ranger, though, for the day. I just... Outside the game. I just want to get everybody in the room so that we can all play. Morgan's just sitting there with nothing. Well, I, I'm just waiting for you guys to get going. I have some questions for uh, Brandon. But. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, let's jump we'll jump over to that really quick, like, and then we can uh, we can. I'm just going to check out the window while while they're talking about those people coming. I'm just going to check out the window and see if I can get a make or a license plate on the different cars that have pulled up. Okay, no problem. Nice and paranoid. <laughs> okay, uh, Agent Hertz, what's what? What you're there with Brandon? Brandon's gone back to kind of kind of drawing a little, kind of jumping between sketching a little bit and then going to the uh, video game. Okay, can I, I just want to take a peek at a sketch. What is he drawing? Um, uh, kind of a real scribbly sort of thing. Although better than than most what most kids would uh, would do. It shows a big. Uh, she was like a bunch of kids um, surrounded by these big, tall uh, people with like headdresses and stuff, kind of like descriptions of the big people there. Uh, no afros, like uh, like Ronald McDonald, but um, but like the red like fanning. That, yeah, like, you can you can take it as a as a headdress that that, okay. that they're wearing. I gotcha. But it's pretty much what what he talked about and what you expected. Okay, and they aren't like these big people in the drawing. They're not like looming over the kids. They're like seem to be oh, like they're... normal. Like... No, they're not normal. Actually, the kids oh. are very small compared to the uh, the the big people. All right, so all right, I'll just keep that. I'm gonna message Marshall. Okay. I just want to ask him saying um, he drew sure. a picture of the, the like I'm going to say drew a picture looked like Indians with headdresses in picture massively taller than the kids. Mm, all right. Excellent. Um, not what I wanted to hear, but what I was saying. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll, I, I need to go with Angler now. So we'll, I'll be in touch. So I'm going to go, um, so next to Brandon, say, "How are you doing, Brandon?" Fine. Yeah, I think those those Doritos are are on the way now. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I have a question for you, Brandon. Yeah. I was talking to some of my friends, um, and I was wondering in, in the cave, um, with the big people, was there any of them dressed in black? I don't know. And were they all? They were all dressed like um, how you had in your picture. Guess so. 
Okay, so and did they were all of the big people always with you, Brandon? Yeah. Okay. And and Brandon, yeah. when you're saying that they they talk to you like cartoons, when they talk to you, did you see did you hear words or did you see pictures? I heard I it's like heard them in my head. Yeah. Yeah, like hearing in your head. Hmm. All right, and so what did they they talk about? Did I know you were mentioning that that they talked about you. Did they mention anything specific? Mm. Special. Special. Did you did you get any idea of of what special quality that you have, Brandon? No. Just say I'm special. Special. Do you do you feel special, Brandon? I don't know. You know, is there anything that that you noticed that was different about you and the other children? No. Now, do you know if they talk to all of the children? Don't know. Don't know. They they never talked to you about it. The other kids. He kind he's kind of kind of shying away at this point. Okay. Um. Let me think for a second. He starts muttering again. Uh, what is he saying? Asadakwa. Asadakwa. Okay. Who is who is Asadakwa, Brandon? Uh-huh. What? Does does the word Asadakwa mean anything to you? No. Don't know. Don't know. It sounds funny. <laughs> it is funny. So, so Brandon. I'm gonna go show him my, my yeah. fake my fake ID and kind of point. Uh, you see this word "agent" here in front of my name? Mm-hmm. Do you know what "agent" means? Um, you're with the police. Yes, in a sense, but you know, I want you to think us agents here. We're we're your friends, Brandon. We're we're trying to help you. Okay. Right. So you can think of us as as friends. Okay. And so asking you as, as a friend, Brandon, I need you to think really hard for me. Did all of the other kids who were with you and the big people, did they all speak English? No, some didn't. Do you, um, do you recognize what they were, what language they were Pedro speaking? Pedro spoke your... Spanish. Um, Florian spoke Spanish. Um, there was a kid that talked in some very weird language. Um, never heard it before. Okay. Interesting. And so were you able to, did, did they ever mention where they were from, Brandon, the, the kids who spoke Spanish? Um, 
didn't, don't remember. Okay. Are you, are you feeling okay, Brandon? How are you, how are you holding up? Yeah, kind of tired. I think I want to take a nap. I think that that's a smart idea, Brandon. Okay. Can I take a nap? Yes. Okay. And he kind of puts aside the controller and, and just kind of, you know, um, passes out. Looks like he's really tuckered out on that with all that. Okay. So what is everybody doing? Here. So I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay and watch. Okay. Him while he's while he's asleep. I don't wanna wanna abandon him, but I want to. I do want to open the door and peek out to see if any of the other agents are around. Yeah, they they should. They're they're various places upstairs and maybe on the stairs and stuff. Okay. Well, I'm gonna motion the closest one to me. Whoever that's gonna be. I mean, I think we're all in two adjacent rooms on the second floor. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you just want to tap at the door, we'll all mm -hmm. be attentive. Yeah, so I'm gonna. Yeah, and you can go over to the door and keep an eye on Brandon in the uh, other room. Okay, there. so I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna be like, "Well, what's up, Cassidy?" Hey, I was talk talking to Brandon. Not all of the kids who were taken spoke English. Hmm. He said two of them spoke Spanish, and one of them spoke a language he did not recognize. So then this kid has been not to just Mexico, you. and he's been to Japan, but he did not recognize this language. And he only could name a few kids, and some of them were really little, so they might not have spoke, spoken yes. anything. Oh, I'm going to show them the drawing. Since he's asleep, I want to take it, and I want to just pass it to him to show the kids. And, the and it's just pen and ink, because they didn't have crayons. It's right. yeah, just yeah. pencil it, on, a, on, a, mm -hmm. on a line pad. Is the cave, what does the cave look like? Is it just a big upside down U? And then there's some, a bunch of little kids and five Not big... Not so much the cave, but it fo focuses in on the, on the, uh, the uh, kids surrounded, uh, that are surrounding and with uh, uh, big, what looks to be giants, for lack of a better term. And they're humanoid in shape? Yeah. Yeah, they look like big old uh, Native American-ish sort of, uh, kind of uh, very sparsely dressed, uh, maybe in like loincloths with, uh, you know, little bits and pieces and then a headdress. It could be easily interpreted that way. Okay, and also just one last thing before I go, go continue to watch it because I am worried at this point. Um, he didn't, he was muttering, I saw what, um, over and over and over again when I stopped him and I asked him what that word meant he's like what word he didn't recognize it when he was lucid it doesn't mean anything to him so it's like he's been programmed in some way right he goes into this almost hallucinogenic state a mantra yeah completely separate he doesn't remember going into it he doesn't remember what he says the words don't there's no connection there and cash this is like what you said he was in a fugue or I don't remember exactly how you put it, but that's the same thing. Immuta cash. Sorry, can you repeat your question? The way uh, <clears throat> Agent Hearts describes 
uh, him chanting this word, you described him sort of losing focus and mm-hmm. and being, you know, in a, in a trance or a state or something. So that's the same. You're both describing the same thing, right? Yeah, only accompanying his trance was kind of more vibrations in the room and stuff like that as well. I'm wondering if yeah. it would be possible to hypnotize the boy. It's possible. Yeah, or what okay, other response that. you might have to that name. Sorry. No problem. About this time, uh, you notice um, uh, Ranger Bloomberg come up, and behind behind him is uh, a um, about a six foot tall uh, gentleman in search and rescue uh, bright red gear. Um, you know, sandy, sandy kind of sandy blonde hair. Looks to be in his um, late twenties, um, early thirties. And uh, another uh, female ranger, uh, African American, uh, with uh, with um, kind of done up, uh, slight sort of dreadlock style, um, you know, cornrow type sure. uh, hair in a in a in a bun, as it were, um, uh, not wearing a hat, uh, coming up. And um, and the lady says, "Are these are these the agents?" And um, Bloomberg nods, yes. Um, they wanted to talk with you both about uh, Brandon in there. Just just some questions about what, what was going on. Sure, sure. I'm uh, And the ranger, ranger comes up and uh, says, yeah, I'm uh, Tamika Gallegos. I, I found Brandon yesterday. Oh, uh, we were hoping that you could show us where you found him, and uh... sure, I can do. I can do that. I can. Um, I can tell you all about it. Um, the uh, taller gentleman steps up and says, "Hello, I'm Jason Adams. I'm with the uh, Bilbao exactly. Search and Rescue. We're here to on training mission." Ah, yes. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, we're here. <laughs> yeah, we're here from Australia to get a little bit of. Uh, of uh, Actual time in the field, as it were. Why don't you come on in and have a seat? Very nice to meet sure. you. Good uh, to meet you. We can have some coffee, send up if you want. I wonder if it makes right. sense. Uh, generally, uh, of if the location you found Brandon was close to the camping ground. Yes, uh, uh, Tamika says yes. Um, I was out on on patrol through the uh, through the backpackers backpackers camp. I was getting up the road towards the the uh, landing zone, uh, the top of the hill. And um, there are some I campers have... that we'd like to speak to. So I wonder if it makes okay. sense. And I'm you know sort of going to eye Nunk and uh-huh. Marshall. You know, if we if we take. Ranger Gallegos, if Ranger Gallegos takes us to where she found Brandon, we might be close sure. to the people that came in earlier with a complaint. Right. You bet. I, I, I could do that. Yeah. What, what was his state when you found him? Um, he looked like he'd been wandering out for quite a bit. Um, noticed, you know, he was not wearing a scrap of clothing on him. Um, uh, he, he looked uh, like, like, looked a... <laughs> If I didn't know better, he looked a little bit cold, but um, but it was a, it was a warm day, so I'm figuring he was a little bit uh, out of sorts uh, given his situation and such. Did he seem uh, kind of holding himself tight? You know, kind of wandering around. Looked kind of, looked kind of dazed. 
So you look disoriented. Have yeah, you, and then, yeah. Have you well, had any just interactions a, with the parents at all? Pardon? Have you had any interactions with the parents at all? Yeah. Um, that's the thing, is that we brought him in uh, and, and got him uh, got him looked over. Uh, I, um, uh, Doug, uh, yeah, Ranger, uh, Ranger Kenna called, uh, called uh, Dr. Adams here over uh, since he was staying over at the lodge, um, not too far away from here, uh, with the rest of his crew. Um, our our um, normal medic is, uh, uh, our, our regular medic, um, uh, Maria, uh, Maria LeMay, uh, also a uh, Ranger, she's she was on the other side of the reservoir with, uh, with the water and power people uh, at the time. So um, uh, we called in Dr. Adams and um, basically brought uh, Brendan in here and, uh, and uh, cleaned him up. Um, he had a look over him, uh, fixed, checked his feet out, fixed him up. Um, with the parents? We, yeah, the parents. Yeah, I'm a little bit sorry if I'm a little bit hesitant. That's it. the more I think about it, it's just so weird. He asked if he could call to, you know, we were trying to get some answers out of him, couldn't get anything really entirely straight at first. And then he, out of the blue, kind of says that he wants to call his parents. Um, you know, we, we didn't know anything about what was going on with him at the time. So I figured, you know, maybe he wandered away from his parents. Maybe he went, you know, I don't know went off uh, and his parents were nearby. So I uh, handed him my cell phone. Seemed a little bit, um, a little bit uh, confused by it. Uh, like it's, um, you know, never seen one before I helped him through it. Uh, and he apparently called his parents um, and there's some kind of stir with that. And uh, I got on the phone with them and um, it was just like a freak out. Um, it just, uh, um, I couldn't get, I couldn't get a, a, anything two ways in. I mean, the lady on the other end was just like, like, well, uh, just to kind of put everything together after everything happened. And after we investigated the situation further, uh, kind of like, uh, your child who, um, had been gone for over 30 years is now returned what you would expect out of that yeah does it appear as though she's telling me the or he i don't didn't catch the gender she, but uh, the the doctor's uh, standing there waiting his turn to, is she to does she seem to be telling me everything or does she seem like she's holding something back um she seems a little bit hesitant like this is just like totally weirded her out and going back to it is is you know making her making her a little bit yeah, a little stammering, a little bit, uh, a little bit uneasy, but um, she's she's truthful. There's nothing that you pick <clears> up that that. Uh, could I see both of your IDs? <clears throat> um. Okay. Uh, kind of takes out her her identification. And the doctor. Doctor takes out his identification. Definitely, you know, comes from. As he, as he said, an Australian uh, search and rescue team um, from Pilbara in the in the uh, Western Australia. I'm just going to take notes, take a couple snapshots. 
I'm doing, I no problem. Back. They kind of so they kind of quirk their yeah. eyes and stuff. Um, these are the uh, the the doctor turns to to make and says these are the federal agents. Yeah, and she goes yes. He goes all right. He's a uh, little skeptical, but he's you know he's he's compliant. Well, gentlemen, lady and uh, the two men, right? I'm sorry, a lady and no, a man. A lady right? and, yeah. lady uh, and man. Sorry, lady and gentlemen. Uh, just um, it's going to be a no disclosure policy around this case, and we're just taking your information. If there are any leaks, we know who to talk to. Everything that's said in this room, everything about Fair this enough. boy. Um, is a need-to-know basis. No one else but the people in this room, including the other ranger, is in a need-to-know. And it will not go to your spouse, your child, your mother, your friend. Not a word, not a peep, nothing. Let's just leave it at that. Fair enough. It'll and, be uh, a billion-dollar lawsuit against you if one word of this hits at any newspaper. Just, you know, I'm just saying, if you want to pay Uncle Sam for the rest of your life, every penny well, you own. Hey. Anything we could do, uh, anything we could do to help out, to make it says, uh, no, uh, no, like no. and it's not a threat. Don't it's want a any promise. problems, <laughs> right? I, we we don't look. We don't want any problems here. We're I'll just, jam some. The, the my boss will jam so much red tape up your ass. You'll never see a penny of your I'll paycheck understand. for the rest of your life. That's all. And I kind of walk over to the window and look out the window. Richard Cayegos. Right. Um, yes. Uh, uh, do, do you mind if we can sit down somewhere? I mean, we're we've been standing out here in the hall talking. Oh, I thought uh, I, I told him to have coffee. A seat. Yeah, I thought we oh. were in the room. I told him to have a seat. Okay, well let's let's assume you all go into the room to discuss right. further. And... We've got crates and chairs. Okay. Uh, uh, Ranger uh, Kenna, is it? The Kenna. Well, Kenneth's downstairs getting getting you. Yes, Ranger Kenneth told us that that you found Brandon on what he calls a rabbit trail. Yeah, um, the hill above us here. Um, there's just been a lot of people, um, a lot of people going up, uh, finding their own ways. Everybody likes to go to the top of the hill, and there's no, uh, no helicopters up there um, to to have a look down at the reservoir and at the road what brought you area. up there that you found him i was just doing a patrol out there just checking out for stuff cleaning up trash uh, looking up so it was a general you there was no uh reason that alerted you you just happened to be in the area when you found i just happened to be the area the, the area and i saw brendan there on one of the one of the little trails out there and how many people go up and down a rabbit trail this time of year normally oh Quite a few. I mean, most of the people in the backpackers camp uh, usually go up there. I mean, it's um, it's scenic. Mostly it's... the back, mostly the backpacker people, but occasionally we get people coming in and parking and uh, running up the hill to get a look at the the reservoir. So, if and, he, uh, yeah. in your estimation, if he were wandering around there for two hours, would somebody have seen him before you did? It's. Yes, they would have actually. If he'd been there for, uh, I'd say, with you know, under an hour, he probably would have been seen. Because people are up and down, and nobody has reported, and you didn't find anything like right. his missing clothing or a shoe. No, anywhere, no, nothing at all. And in fact, uh, I went back out there and had a had a look over the entire area. Didn't find anything out of the ordinary or missing. Fair enough. So he can't, in your estimation, 
have been on those rabbit trails for more than an hour or two at the at the most at the most too but i would say under an hour at least i don't know where he you know honestly i don't know know exactly where he came from but he had to been out there for a while because he 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 messed up his feet and cut him up there pretty good uh but it was dr adams that treated his feet yeah i took care of it yeah um did you yeah, notice anything uh, else about his appearance or his, his physical well-being? Oh, there's, well, would you like me to tell you the whole, the whole thing here? Please. Yes. Um, when I had a chance to look at Brandon after the uh, Rangers here had, uh, had uh, looked, at the situ uh, looked him over and got him fixed up and stuff, um, he looked like he had signs of exposure. Um, a little bit of dehydration. Of course, the worst part on him was his feet. He seemed very disoriented and confused, but uh, after a while, it seemed like he gained, gained his, uh, uh, his senses about him. Um, I, I had a good look over him uh, and uh, did a full examination on, on him after taking care of his immediate injuries. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. I found some old... Uh, at first, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, but on further looking, uh, investigation on, on him through my, through my uh, examination, I noticed he had an uh, inordinate amount of surgical scars on him. Very, very light and, and, and hard to find. But, um, you know, close look at it um, revealed that he had scars over his body and they looked surgical. I don't know if he was in kind of any kind of accident and stuff. I don't have his full medical file um, other than uh, a uh, partial report of them uh, breaking an arm when he was younger that I got mm. from uh, the Rangers. Um, but it was very weird. In fact, um, you're, I've been told you're the doctor here, yeah? That I am. Yeah, um, I can show you what I mean. Um, I like I looked him over. He looked like he had some exposure and stuff. Uh, nothing nefarious going on with him. Um, I, I no signs of uh, any kind of. Uh, um, well, I hate to say this, but no kind of sense. Uh, no, no signs of uh, of any kind of um, molestation, sexual abuse, or molestation and and such. Um, I would just say that, you know, he, if it wasn't for the fact that he was found naked out there and, you know, his feet were cut up, he just, like, I would say, wandered away from one of the camps for a little um, while and got would, lost. But. Would you say that he had, would you say that when you first found him, he seemed to be uncomfortable with being naked or did he act as if he'd been naked for a long time? It, it didn't seem, to me, he did, it's didn't seem to be a fact. It seemed like he didn't care that he was really, uh, mm. um, it was unself-conscious about it. Right. Yeah. Not, not till later on after I finished my examination and fixed his feet. He, uh, you know, and by then we got him some, some clothes and stuff. For how um, long would you describe his period of deorientation? Um, was he out of it for an hour, two hours? Oh, I would, I, I it took me about, uh, um, hour and a half to, to, examine him and and uh and uh fix his uh you know bind up his feet and and such um and it, i would say within that hour and a half about uh 45 minutes into it he started uh becoming more responsive and and regaining his uh 
his uh, composure, I guess you could say. Ranger Gallegos, was he, was he verbal at first or was he so out of it as to be mute? Um, and, and Ranger Gallegos says, um, well, at first he, he seemed out of it, uh, but uh, then he started getting his, uh, his senses back to him um, bit by bit here and there. It's like kind of like, I hesitate to say, but in this it had me worried and I put it and I wrote it down when we, uh, for, for uh, Ranger Kenna to, to send him to the FBI, but it did, did seem a lot like he was drugged, which had me worried. Did you carry him or did he walk with you? I carried him. Um, and he was, he was, uh, he didn't respond negatively to being picked up? Just like he didn't seem to care. Did he talk uh, just, to you as you were carrying him back? He said a few things here and there, but uh, until uh, we got, we got uh, Dr. Adams on to look him over, um, he was... Um, pretty out of it. He's pretty out of it. But then after Dr. Adams looked, looked him over and, 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 uh, and stuff, after we got him cleaned up, actually, and, and then Dr. Adams looked, looked, looked him over, he, he started responding more and more. Little bits here and there, and then uh, by the time Dr. Adams was done with him, he was, uh, he was starting to talk, and that's when he asked me if uh, he'd call his family. Dr. Adams. Yeah. Um, did, was there anything about his pupils that was unusual? I mean, is that one of the reasons you thought he might be drugged? I had a look at him. He, um, he seemed out of it. Um, and I would say from my look of it, it was more of a psychological thing rather than a uh, chemical-based uh, scenario. So he might have been in shock. Definitely. Um, he, he seemed to have the signs of shock, but yet he has another, another oddity uh, on it is that he, I would have said shock, but it's like... Um, It's like he was drugged, but not drugged, in shock, but not in shock. That's the best way I could put it on a, on a layman's terms. And had, had me wondering there, because, uh, I mean, if it was definite shock, then I could treat for shock. If it was a definite chemical sort of thing or, or a drug sort of thing, I could uh, trade it. But um, it, didn't seem, it didn't seem that way. And uh, I hesitated to try and do a lot for a while there, other than bind up his wounds. Hey, and the surgical alterations are where? Um, these 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 um, surgical scars are all over his body, and uh, uh, I can't make I can't make two cents of it and stuff. Uh, you know, if um, your doctor wants to have a look at it to get a better idea and stuff, um, go for it. Um, mm -hmm. There was, I must say, one very odd thing I found on Brandon also had me worried and got me thinking about a lot of stuff and again another thing that just doesn't make sense uh but at the time i thought it might mean a few things um i noticed at the back of his head on his neck uh just right below the hairline is a tattoo i didn't what i didn't notice that when i was examining him did i um no you didn't really you didn't do a intensive enough uh 
examination to catch that. And he was also kind of looking at you more of the time and you were kind of, um, yeah, it's, it was a little bit difficult to, to, to say, uh, looked like it was faded out, but I, uh, I, um, uh, I was able to, to, to suss it out. Uh, there. I'm surprised you didn't say it there. Ranger, I have a question for you. Uh, I'm curious, do, do backpack, do backpackers here need to, to register to camp or do they just camp? Yes, actually they do. In fact, um, do you have a registry from the time period you turned and before? I, I don't know if you can see that registry. She, she pulls up, uh, she actually out of her bag, pulls out a, uh, a, a pad and starts going through it. Yeah, the thing about the backpackers camp, this is for people who are going to go into the uh, backcountry here. Um, in order to stay here, you have to, uh, this is a coveted, this is a coveted uh, place uh, amongst uh, visitors. Uh, you have to, uh, there's like an eight, uh, at least a bare, bare minimum eight month wait to, to spend time here in the, ba in, in the backpackers camp. Not to mention that uh, the, to get the proper passes and stuff to go into the backcountry from this location. Need the is, records yeah. from about 1975 through, to, through today, please. Uh, pardon? I'm going to need the records from about 1975 through today, please. Um, honestly, I don't, have, I don't have those records on hand. I can see what I can do if, if possible. I'd have to call main headquarters, and that'll take a lot of time, actually. That's yeah, if they even have the records available. Can you pinpoint times? Can you pinpoint days? Um, I can, I can, I can give you, uh, I can give you records going up for the uh, the past five years. Yeah. Anything beyond that? I'll need that for sure. Now, okay. um, what is the tattoo? We didn't cover um, that. Doctor Adams says I don't know one way or another what this. It's just a tattoo is a mock. It's. Um, it's that really looked like somebody um, tattooed the, the the young man in the back of uh, on the on the back of his neck there. No, you don't find it odd. That I would lead with a six year old having a tattoo. <laughs> just just saying, I, I would have led it with a tattoo of, on a six year old doctor, but that's just me. And I go back to looking yep. out the window. And a lot about this uh, young lad is is very odd, not just the tattoo. It's his behavior, just the way he's acting and such. Um, who all's had access to your files? Uh, who are you asking? <laughs> then that'll be my last question. Okay, who uh, who are you asking the the doctor? Or the, the doctor. Um. Um, I, I, I gave a general report for, um, for Ranger Canna uh, to send to the FBI. Could you describe the tattoo? I mean, we're going to look at it right away, but yeah, is it one mark? Is it two marks? Is it scarified? It's, it's, I, if I didn't know better, it looked like some kind of character, like a like a, um, language character of some kind. Like a symbol. Or symbol, yeah, it could be a symbol, but more I, maybe one of maybe something like a like Japanese kanji, you know, where it's a it's language but a symbol. That's the best way I could put it, right there. I think we have to look at that. You're right. I think Milk needs to look at that. Yeah. All right. 
next week. <laughs> Is it time? It's been time. Okay. Next week. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll call it there. All right. Fair enough. Uh, where's my notes? Our players included... This is wrong. What do I have open <laughs> here? Our players included, this is wrong. Um, what's her face? Yeah. The other guy and... <laughs> Our players included uh, Jason Melnichok, uh, Tim Hart, uh, Morgan Llewellyn, uh, and David Gassaway with, uh, and myself and with, uh, uh, Fitch Ford as our Ford Fitch as our uh, keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.